Hey guys, welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder, as well as head of technology at Ops Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, when nurtured in people, can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome back to our FinTech series. This week, we get a fascinating insight into the world of customer experience. I'm delighted to be joined by Thomas Sellis, who is the head of customer experience at Curve, which is a very exciting FinTech out of London that combines all a customer's debit and credit cards into one app and a linked smart card they can use for payments. Founded in 2015, Curve has gained a big following among many younger consumers in the last few years thanks to their online-only banking services. Today, Thomas very kindly shares excellent insights on customer experience in relation to a fintech. What does it look like? What are the challenges? What are the consumer behaviours and expectations? And what are the trends for the future? Thomas also shares his amazing journey from starting engineering and moving into customer experience space and the value it has brought in his current role. So, welcome to the show, Tom. Hi, Ken. Thanks. Uh, I'm very glad to be on it. No, and thank you for taking the time out uh, to share your experience with us. And so, as always, with all my guests, would you mind maybe just introducing yourself? Tell us a bit about your background um, and how you got into your current career today. Yes, sure. I'm an industrial engineer. I'm Argentinian. And I can share with you that I've uh, started my career working in manufacturing operations, uh, something completely different from what I'm doing now. I worked four years in Foreign House Bush, the brewing company, as a maintenance planner. And back then, I decided I wanted to have a more customer-facing role. I was really keen on like having more interactions with, with customers. So I decided to move away from that. Initially, I moved as a IT consultant implementing SAP, the, the CRM tool, marketing, sales, and services. And then I decided to moved from Argentina to Europe. I landed in Madrid where I did an MBA there at IE Business School. And then I, I started working for Vodafone as an internal consultant, improving customer care processes for their outsourcers. As an engineer and, and knowing about processes and operation, it was quite a good fit for me to land on that area. And I worked in the customer care arena. That was my first, first exposure to the CS world, to the CX world. After a year working there, I moved to the UK, I moved to Cambridge and started working for Spotify, where I, I landed on a global operations role for the customer support team. And after three years working there and learning about the customer support and, and how to run a, a global teams, I decided to jump onto this new current work, which is as a head of customer experience for Curve. A fintech, which is again a new world for me, but a really fascinating one. Wow, yes, it's, it's been a, some journey and some, you know, working in different industries, different backgrounds. Fantastic, I love it. Tell us a bit about, I mean, just give us a bit of background on Curve and what you guys are doing. So, Curve is an over the top service, it's uh, all your cards in one. And what we provide it's the ability for you to not having to go out with many cards. We're uh, providing you with a 
our mission is to make your life easier in, in what uh, money means and to simplify your life, allowing you to go out from your house with only one car and using an app in your phone, which would you be selecting from which card would you be paying? It's not a bank. We're not a bank. We are, and as I said, an over-the-top service. We're considering ourselves as a Netflix or Spotify of the banking industry. And we're trying to, we are alike a disruptive bank such as a Monzo or Revolut without being one. I guess that's a good summary. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, God, I see myself in my own wallet, how many cards I have. It's just ridiculous. Uh, it's painful, so I completely get it. Talk to us so, I mean, and obviously today the focus is one, definitely our fintech series, and we're talking about different angles of fintech. But I was, I was really interested in the whole space of customer experience and customer journey and how that looks in the fintech world. Could you give us some input on that for us? So the customer, we are, as I was explaining, we are at the end, a very new company, digital base. We are, our customer base is quite young. Um, okay. And what we are trying is, as I was saying, simplifying our customer life. Uh, most of the traditional banks, if you want to know, have insights or have like learn, how are you spending, seeing, saving or, or sending money? You need to log into their accounts and it's quite a, not the best customer experience. So what we are doing is, giving you all that information up front so you know how much money you are spending on what are you spending and even go back in time if you need, which means moving from one funding card to the other after you made that purchase. From a customer experience perspective, what we are trying to do is move fast, although sometimes it is challenging, but we are what we are trying to do is keep using the channels and uh, mediums that our customers are using and yeah. seeing how we can help them have a better experience. To us, the best customer support experience is that one that never happened. As a customer, we want our customers to be spending time with the family or using the app, learning how they're using the money or, or what's happening on their financial side. But we're trying to make them not having to use the, the, the product, not having to contact us to spend time. And if they do so, our mission is always to have an honest, transparent and friendly approach and respond to them as, as fast as possible to make sure that we can unlock the full potential of Curve. So we offer support in email, social media. We have a phone support team and we are launching a live chat quite soon uh, for our premium customers because we want to make their life easier, not only from a product perspective, but from a customer support perspective. If they need help, we want to be there for them as fast as and easy as possible. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, you mentioned a number of different channels there. So what, what is the, I mean, what is the main channel that people are using these days? I get, do you like, do you receive phone calls? We do receive phone calls. We uh, do offer it. It's not the main one. We have that phone support in case you lost your card or you, you got sold in. So you can call and make sure that you can block it. It is really easy. You can download the app in another device if that happens and, and unlock your, your card yourself. But just in case right. we offer that phone support, the main more than half of our customers, as I was saying, because it's a young customer base, they use a mobile phone to contact us. Okay. Because we, we are not offering, uh, we are about to offer live chat. They are contacting us over email. More than 60% of the, our customers 
prefer to self-serve themselves rather than, than speaking with a customer support representative. So we are making things easier for them, making sure that they can self-serve. And if they can, they would send us an email in most of the cases. Yeah. And how, I mean, also, what, is, what are the challenges with that? I mean, I, I'm only just thinking out loud. Is it like getting response times quickly or what are the key challenges around this space? Yeah. Actually, that that's a challenge, like to keep the conversation flowing. In, in many cases, some of the, the help requests that they're coming with, they're, they're a bit complex. So that takes time and there are many stakeholders involved. So the yeah. challenges are around solving the case, offering the relevant solutions, solving the case as fast as possible and responding within the time frame we've set for ourselves. And also making sure they understand the, that, that we're there for them which sometimes it's a bit hard and everyone is expecting to solve their issues right here, right now. And they need to understand that in some cases that might take time. So far, the repercussions and the feedback we've having is from a tone of voice perspective and how we address them and the way we, we talk to them, they are really pleased. And I think that we are putting a voice and a personality to our product. Sometimes as a thing that we can improve is, is we can respond do things in a better way. So yeah, I, I can understand, you know, customers are expecting immediate responses. Are you using any particular type of technologies uh, like AI or anything like that to try and help in the customer experience space? We've been investigating, yes, we've been investigating on that. We've been doing some research and working on it. What I can share with you right now that there's big plans for, for us and, and in the AI environment, thinking on, on implementing chatbots and, and trying to see if we could use also AI to learn more about our customers' behaviors, which are the main challenge they contact us, when they need help, and what's happening, what's driving them to uh, ask for help, and see if we can solve their problems without them, without them having to do it on, on their own. So yes, there are a few things that we are researching, nothing that I can, I can share more right now, but 2021, this is part of the scope of work that we're planning. Work yeah, on. okay, because I feel I mean obviously I've come across myself real time, you know, some chatbots and some it's some of it can be difficult to deal with, it can be a challenge yep. because of responses. I mean, it's trying to get the balance, isn't it, between having a human answer it and having some a technology answer it. And yeah, exactly. Being, I mean, I, I don't know what the answer to that is. I mean, in your experience and how to deal with that. Um, so I think it's a, it's, a, it's a balance depending on the topic. In some cases, as a customer. You want to solve your problem, your query quite fast, and you don't care if it's a human or a bot. In some cases, you need someone to hear you, someone that can support you, and that's something that a bot can do. And in those cases, on those topics, uh, like, uh, I don't know, a chargeback or like the situation with, for example, with the COVID in 2020, that many flights and travel plans had been canceled and suddenly you put a lot of money and then they tell you, you can't have that. So like how I, I need to speak to a human. I don't want a bot to solve me those, those queries. So yeah. the balance, I guess, is between like each individual identifying your personas and who and how they might contact you. And in, hopefully in most of the cases, if you find the balance, I think you're in the right path. Yeah, that's actually a very interesting point. You mentioned there were persona, persona. Um, so do you like do you do percent do you do like do you analyze that kind of information then like it's just like part of data analysis in terms of type of profile, the age, demographic, and I suppose how they want to be dealt with? Is that what that different part of the process? 
it's not something that we're doing at the moment, but it's something that as I was sharing with you before, we're trying to uh, identify and, and, and see where the behaviors of each of our customers and see if we can solve their issues without them having to contact us. It's not something that we've, we are using at the moment, but it's something that certainly I would love us to be more involved and not use the customer support department as a post uh, sales department mm-hmm. that would solve queries, but like as a data hub that can tell more about our customers and how they interact with our products and how we can make their experience better. Okay, very interesting. So, well, you know, because it's a fintech, is it more challenging in the customer experience space because of the whole layer of regulation and fraud? Is that much more a bigger issue for you guys or not? Compared to what? Well, I guess that's that's suppose you mean you worked in Spotify, you worked in different and Vodafone. Um, well, yeah, it is, it is a bit difficult because, as you said, you're you're regulated. You need to make sure that you are treating vulnerable customers, that you're considering them, and that you are helping them rather than taking advantage yeah. on them, or that they are trying. They might take advantage on you. So, yeah, okay. re- regu- <laughs> regulations, yeah, goes in in both ways. Uh, on as a company, making sure that we provide value for our customer and as a customer to make sure that they don't they are not fraudsters that are trying to play exactly. that company so yeah, it, it, it is challenging but it is not something like completely completely different world if you know what i mean yeah because it's not like i suppose you need to compare a traditional bank to you know like fintech like you guys you just you don't have that face-to-face relationship so then i wonder how you know is that does that, that does that make an impact or not yes or no i mean or is everything virtual now that it makes no issue? I would say at the beginning, it was more a challenge on, on, on that side. Right now, because of COVID, because there's clearly a, a global appetite for that on making things easier. And actually, our customer base is mainly millennials who they don't want to spend the time going to a, to a branch and, and having to spend yeah. that time. So. It is adapting to the customer, being obsessed about the customer and trying to identify what's best for them and what, what they are asking. They are, as in everything, in every change, there are challenges, but they are the same as any company had faced with COVID, in which everyone was used to work from an office, having a face-to-face conversations, and from one day to another, they've been requested to work globally, uh, virtually. These are the, the same time type of, of challenges on, on how to evolve how to make things happening without developing new skills to maintain those relationships moving and going forward. Yeah, okay, no, that's it. Uh, yeah, the covert thing. So how did that impact you guys as a company and and also the fintech space? Is it a negative thing, positive thing? In our case, we are a really flexible and, and really fast-paced moving company. So yeah. it was quite a positive impact. There were some concerns about how we would work in this new structure. But the truth is that it, it has proven that it was very effective and, and everyone was uh, very receptive to this change. But I know that in the fintech industry, as, as you mentioned before, because of the regulations, because of the size of those bigger companies and mainly traditional banks, it took them longer to move. It took them longer to make sure that the processes were established and that people could do the same work from home as they were doing from the office. Yeah. So it was it was mainly depending on their elasticity and, and power to react to change. Interesting. And as I mean, I suppose I'm only guessing this now, but it has been so 
has increased in terms of business and customer customer base because of the COVID forcing more people to go virtually? Would that be a correct assumption to make? Uh, it has been kept flat, or the ten, the trends had been going upwards. I wouldn't say that in our case. We had a boom, uh, such as uh, online re- retailers as Amazon or, or Spotify, which, which are companies that like staying at home. We would consume them more. In our case, we are still uh, offer our own uh, MasterCard card and okay. customers, they can transact online or in the street. So making people go, go close in their house and, and not going out had, I think it, what had happened, it had changed the behavior. That is, as in any other company, in any other industry, sorry, customers started purchasing more things online. And our challenge has been on like making sure that they could use, that we can make their life easier to purchase online using the Curve card rather than their traditional cards. Because it's not only about going out with just one card, but using yeah. that card for, for your daily life. Oh, yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Just being able to just put in one number and just know what the DVDs. Um, yeah. Yeah. Huh? So, I mean, how are you staying ahead uh, in this space? Because, I mean, customer service for me is key to any business and key to their success. I mean, it's front facing, front line. It's all about the experience. So, how are you guys in staying ahead of the curves, so to speak? <laughs> so, there's a, a long, long road ahead for us. And there's many things that we can, that we are working on that, that we will need to keep on improving. But what we are, we're trying to do here is, as I was saying, we have an in-house team. So our customer support team is all in-house, which means that we have really close contact with the product team. And we are, we are not a customer support team. We are a customer experience team. We have yeah. a straight lines, communication lines with the product team. And we are closing the feedback loop with the product in a faster way. And we are improving the product at a massive pace. We are using our, our workforce, not only to help customers when they need when they need uh, help, but also to make sure that we improve the product by understanding what are the needs. So in terms of staying ahead of the curve, it's basically about that. How do we move to that mission that I was saying before? How do we make customers not to have a customer support experience because the product is so good that they don't need one? I know it's a really ambitious goal, but this is this is what we're doing and what we're trying to do. At the moment, we are offering support in, in English and we are present in 31 countries. So figuring out how we can better support customer in, in non-English speaking markets, how we, how can we more global, which is being global, but at the same time acting local. And those are the things that we're doing, you know, offering live chat support, trying to use AI to learn more about customers before they need to contact us and um, yeah, setting the personality for the app. I think that's key in the customer support uh, arena and the customer experience arena. Every customer support team should be able to set up personality for the tool. So if you, using Spotify as an example, if you talk to the customer support team, you could see that it is as if the app would be talking to you as if the app would be supporting you. But the truth is that there's a, there's a, a big team behind that that is working on it. The same we're trying to do here. How can we set a personality and a tone of voice, a distincting tone of voice for our product? If you do that, you create engagement with your customer base and you create a loyalty base that will help you to move into the next step. 
Very interesting. How are you managing? Is it, I mean, are you doing 24 7 or is it certain hours that you cover? Certain support service or is it certain hours of the day that you cover? So at the moment, we are, we are supporting customers 12 hours a day. Our team is based in the UK, but in uh, your next year, we're working. We just launched Curve Courage. We're going to be launching Curve US at some point next year. And we are going to expand our operations, hopefully to have 24-7 by next year. That's going to be an interesting challenge for you, Tom. It will be. It will be. It, I'm already planning on that. So uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a, a nice journey. But I think we are we're already ready for that. And the team is looking forward to expand that. I have mm-hmm. a, a really big team, really passionate and really ambitious team that, that is behind me and supporting all all my I would say, not, not sure if I say crazy, but all my goals and, and missions are challenging, so I'm putting them. Fantastic. In terms of the future, Tom, and future trends in the customer experience space, where do you think it's going to? Is it more technology or focus? I think, it, I think it's going to be, yeah, focus on technology. We're moving into, uh, we're changing our behaviors. I was reading the other day that in this year, globally, we've improved our technology processes and, and like facilities, like in, in, in three years, we did in one year what every company could have accomplished in three years. And just because of being forced to be in a strict lockdown. So I think that technology wow. is going to be predominant in every area, not even customer experience. In our case, we are already, most of our users are, are asking, requesting for help using the mobile phone with the website as an entrance to a company. It is losing predominancy and, and, and people are using their phone for everything, their mobile phone for everything. So chatbots for easy queries and things that people can solve themselves easily will be predominant. AI will take also its part depending on, on the industry. In the fintech industry, it will certainly do. But uh, there's always, because you're always discussing about your financial, you're always discussing financial movements or about your finance there's always a need for to speak to a human. It's, it's not something that will be entitled entirely uh, based on technology. Uh, most of the customers, when they, they have a problem or, or they need help, they need to talk to a human. So I believe the trends will be around enhancing tools, but having the, the, the option for humans to jump in and provide personalized support to their customers. Very interesting. Tom, listen, thank you so much for giving us all those insights. Uh, really interesting chat. If people would like to get in touch with you, what would uh, the best way to contact you? So if, if they want to, they can uh, look me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, I, this is a, the, the main channel, I guess, I, I, I use to contact and network and share thoughts and, and insights about my work. Awesome. Listen, very best of luck with the move to the US and uh, the future ahead. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Ken. Nice chatting with you. You too.